Welcome to the Jeff and Alex podcast. I am Jeff Hillemeyer, and with my friend, Alex Gonzalez, we explore topics that help you be your best self. And we also get to chat with some great guests. So join us now on the Jeff and Alex podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jeff and Alex podcast. On We are on all your favorite podcast platforms, and of course, on YouTube. I'm Alex Gonzalez, and hello, Jeff Hillemeyer. How are you? I'm doing good, Alex. How are you? Good. I see you're at your world headquarters there today. I am. I'm back. I'm back. And you can see my books are back in the background, which I think is the topic we're going to talk about today. Yeah. So so what, what's this thing about books? Uh, you know, <laughs> ever, ever since I've known you, I mean, I think you consume like what a book every half day or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I tell you what, what, here's what's interesting. I, I read a lot now. Um, I, but I didn't always, um, I would always read maybe four to five books a year, you know, if it was a, an important business book, but, um, and, and I always like to say whenever it's something that I don't spend time on, I like to make sure I don't say that I didn't have time instead of, mm. you know, I didn't make the time. Um, yeah, so I didn't make the time to read books in the past. There were other things that I thought were more important and maybe they were more important, but I was thinking about this in anticipation of chatting with you about books. Um, I actually think um, it was either Warren Buffett or Bill Gates. I think it might've been Bill Gates and the amount of books that he reads, this might've been four or five years ago. And I was like, you know, I ought to try that and see what would happen if I prioritized reading books. Um, And so I think it was like 2015 or 2016, I started reading more. um, And I think I averaged about three a month. And then, um, and then in 2018, I, I gave myself the challenge to read a book a week, average a book oh. a week. So in 2018, I read. I thought, read I thought it was daily, so I'm not. I'm not as impressed anymore. <laughs> well, right. <laughs> I'm a little impressed because I can't do it anymore. I, I don't average near uh, a book a week any longer. But yeah, so that sort of kicked off my renewed love affair with with reading. Um, what, what do you think you do in a year? Oh, geez. I, you know, I don't know. It really varies. There could be, it's nowhere near. If I get a book, um, I, I could go kind of last year, maybe, you know, I don't know. You know, I can't even remember because everything kind of blends together. And I'm really bad at starting multiple books and then like having five different streams of conscience that I come back and I have to reread it. So it's definitely not one a, one a week. If I don't even know if it's one a month anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, for me, and I don't know when. So when do you read the? When do you read your books? Right? Like, what do you have it in your routine? Like in the mornings or in the evenings? I don't have a good routine. I do read every night before going to sleep, um, but just a little bit because then I get tired. But it, it's almost like a a way to make me more tired. And see, that's my thing. Um, I um, I used to read at you know like at, in the evening. That would be it. And and we've talked to think I don't know if we have on the show before talking about different habits. And I'm a natural night owl, and then it's kind of I've been pushing to the last minute to get to sleep. And so what happens is, which is not, not necessarily the healthiest thing, by the time I'm about to go to bed, if, I, if literally what would happen is I open up a book and like two pages into it, I'm, I'm out. You know, it just, it just, my brain slows down so much that it mm-hmm. stopped. Now what helped um, last year um, and into this year, I started getting, uh, maybe, uh, uh, was, it was not that long ago, I started finally getting into audiobooks. And in fact, um, I finished up, um, you know, uh, Imagine It Forward, which um which, uh, you know, Beth, Beth, the Beth Comstock book. And uh, and that's how I kind of consumed that. And I'm like, okay, I, I got it now. And I'm going to start consuming that audio because I used to have a pretty decent commute. I'm going to be in the car all the time. And then the pandemic hit. And that just 
stopped. Yeah. Now I could, and I need to reprioritize it because you and I discussed before, I'm, you know, I'm kind of getting into the whole podcast consumption and all that. So I have this probably bigger list than I, than I know to do, uh, to do with in terms of books. But that's the thing. It used to be about, you know, I would have the book on the, on the nightstand and, you know, my wife would get me these, you know, these, like she got me this thick, like, in fact, in the fiction side, she got me this thick book for it, you know, because we were watching yeah. when the movies came out. And, and I used to be a huge, we'll talk about this, Stephen King nut. And I, <laughs> I just go like half a page and, you know, I'm yeah. out. So anyways. <laughs> That's a yeah, so problem. I would say at least a third are audible for me. Um, but it, but that's changed okay. a lot with COVID because it used to be driving to work. So I would drive and, you know, maybe you average an hour a day of driving either to work back or to uh, meetings. And I would just, you know, devour books that way um, when I was running more or not with someone. So there, there was all these times I would find audible um, helpful. But what I have tried, especially on weekends, is to sit with either a physical book or a Kindle and read in the living room so that my kids see that. Oh, that's uh, good. You know, it's so easy for them never to see you read. And I, so I want to build reading into, into their, well, their and that's habit. good. Now, and, and, and that's one thing I will say, my kids are massive, you know, consumers of books too. I mean, all, all of them, my oldest one, probably a little less now, but he was, I mean, I mean, he could, we'd go on a trip and on the airplane, you know, he'd be done with two books or something like that. If it's a long trip, and, and, yep. but all three of them are like that now. And, and I'm happy for my, my meals in particular, this, uh, and, and actually all three of them, but during the pandemic, they actually consumed a lot of books. So which I think is important, but, um, but yeah, no, I, I agree with you. It's, it's, um, it's getting into the habits of it. I think, I think there's something about reading the book too. It's one thing when I'm in a forced environment, like the car or whatever, and you, you just, the consumption is a good distraction as well as a consuming the content, but there's something about reading it too, in terms of reading styles, like ability to skim, um, you know, areas real quick and then yeah. slow down on others and you can't do it on an audio book. And so anyway, so I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. Yeah. And, and on that note, I'm a, I'm a, like, I, my wife reads at least twice as fast as I do. Um, and so I, I think I must be a slowish reader, which, which definitely doesn't help, but let, let's talk about what I'd love to hear is some, some of the books that, um, have been the most important, most influential, most enjoyable, um, yeah you know, in, in our lives. And I thought maybe we would start with fiction. Um, and, and we're going to, and obviously not that, it's, not that it's fiction, but we'll exclude books of our friends or else yes. I'd have to go for everything, That's you right. know, anything from the five day turnaround and the entire <laughs> yeah. series of Jeff Lamar books, or <laughs> we know some of our friends who have published That's books. Right. Of course, automatically you'd have to talk about my unwritten yet to be published <laughs> book is already your favorite before it's even out. That's right. The main so we will show. make it even and say like, it have to be none from our, you know, immediate family. Perfect. Let, let's do that. All right. So you mentioned Stephen <laughs> King. Is there yeah, a you know, particular it's funny, book? The, you know, it, it's actually, it's interesting. It's so hard to me to refer it down. When I was a teenager, I remember I would consume um, Stephen King books like crazy. I was just into it. And, um, and I think it ties that, you know, this whole movie producer thing in my head in terms of just a, a, what his ability to create visualizations with it. But I, you know, I can't think of any one specific book that I would say stands out because it's been, because it honestly yeah. has been so long since I've he's, read them. He's one of those that, that there's so much um, yeah. and, and, and so much was so good. I got into King later in life and I, and I would have to say he's probably my favorite author now, but I bet I didn't wow. read Stephen King book until at least 35 
uh, years old, but but maybe more recently. And then actually, you know, as you mentioned that, my, my wife uh, did get me the the big thick it book, which um, for those who've watched the movie, um, if you know, and have you read it? That that's the one I haven't read for for different reasons, but I haven't gotten to that one. And apparently, it's you know the movies, of course, are you know the new movies apparently are pretty pretty incredible. But it, but apparently, even with two movies that uh, that the book is so much even deeper in, into so much of the content that it produces, and there's all these storylines, and there's a lot of depth around um, just social you know com- there's there's a lot going on in there, but. Um, but yeah, no, I think um, um, you know one thing I would love to go back and reread um, is *The Shining*. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, in terms one. of yeah, so so yeah. But but Stephen King was definitely. But you know, when I was younger, and and I honestly, that's one thing that I miss now. When I was younger, Stephen King was when I was a teenager, um, and then I got then I went through a John Grisham phase until they started becoming a little like, okay, this is the same story. Same story, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, but but I mean, I, I but I don't want to dig dig on too much. But but I would say if I would have had a favorite, I mean, I did the Dan Brown books and the fact he only produced like four mm-hmm. or five, uh, you know, but with Da Vinci Code and Angels and Demons in particular, I mean, I, if I think about fiction and just like, I could not put it down. Yeah. I, I just right. was, my, my, and my wife and I, we would, we would buy the book and this is when we were married and, you know, we would be like fighting about who's going to read the book first. Yeah. Um, that from a fiction standpoint, that probably stands out right now as probably one of my favorite. And, and I miss because I can't tell you how long and, and, and now I'm so impatient that I don't let a new author settle mm-hmm. in. But I'm curious to what you say because I miss that feeling of having one of those fiction books just to escape that just yeah. drags you, that pulls you into the story. Yeah. You just cannot put it down, and I, I just, I, I'm still searching for that author for, for, uh, for fiction. So, so my author for that, although I will say The Stand is my favorite King book, um, mm. but um, my favorite author for what you just described is John Sanford. Um, he writes, mm-hmm. uh, a ser- I think he's like into like 25 or 26 of them, but it's the prey series. Um, like okay. night prey, they always have prey in the title, but it's a, it, you know, it's a, um, and I won't say detective, but it's, it's definitely like the main character, um, you know, works for the police force. Um, and now maybe the marshals, but those are like so fast paced. I'll read them in a day and a half, but I, I, he's the only author I look forward to when it comes out. It's, it's a little trashy in terms of like, it, it's not a, like. A meaningful story, maybe yeah. the but way that okay. some of the authors, <laughs> but that's I will okay. say that the book, my favorite book of all time, um, I actually read it in high school. It's the Lords of Discipline by Pat Conroy. Mm. It's it. I mean, I probably read it. I mean, over five times. So, so maybe closer to 10 over my lifetime, but uh, just unbelievable. Um, so that's, that's my favorite. And then I have to mention Ender's game, which my company dragon army is um, based off of. Uh, Ender's Game. Right. It's it's really one of the only science fiction books I enjoy because I'm not a big science fiction fan, but it's 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 not science fictiony uh, as much as it is um, sort of humanity. But anyway, so those so are my. Did top. anybody in your family or you anybody get into the whole Harry Potter <laughs> series or any of those? Uh... Yeah, I probably read the first five, maybe six. My yes, my family's obsessed with Harry Potter. Okay. Um, I end, I ended up trailing off toward the end. What about you? Uh, not me, but I know within the family. I mean, the and several of those series. Um, in fact, Ender's Game, I'm pretty sure, is somewhere upstairs. Um, hmm. You know, when you have three boys. Um, a lot of those sci-fi series, um, in particular, yeah. become big hits, and and we're pretty cool too. Seeing them, see them actually being passed down from one brother to the next. But yeah, um, Let, but let's talk uh, and, about. And, and, um... 
And by the way, I forgot to mention, I used to be into the whole Tom Clancy world. When oh, that was you know, I never, I don't think I ever read a Tom Clancy. That's when it was good to be able to scan because it was so uh, crazily detailed that, you know, they'd yeah. be describing some submarine in like four pages and you scan it. But, but <clears> those, yeah. those are pretty good. So here's, here's something interesting, though, when, as you say that. I find there are a couple Stephen King books that are deep like that, but I find by and large he relies on dialogue. Um, so much more and yeah. so i find they flow but most people's perception of king is oh they're so dense and he'll talk about a tree for five pages and no no i feel the opposite about king no i think just i think it, what it is is because he describes the moment and, I, and as a king is someone where you just have to i don't think i have not done it on audiobook i think you have to read it yeah and you have to let your mind just go to where and and I think he's just such a brilliant writer that he lets he he knows he's writing in a way that your fears are unique to you, uh-huh. but he writes in a way that it triggers whatever that fear is yeah. um, that you don't even know exists. And I think that's what's so brilliant about him. I mean, yeah. to be able to to me, that's just the the sign of such an incredible fiction author to pull an emotion out of you through just his words yeah. in such a deep way is just pretty amazing. Well, that that's an, a good segue, I think, into maybe business if you have well <laughs> maybe nonfiction before business because um there's a couple of what i would call nonfiction books that um that i love and 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 at the top of the list really is stephen king's on writing um so before i write any book uh well i've written two but as i've started third the third i i i read on writing it's stephen king's story it's his autobiography but it's also mostly focused on how he writes um, and I find it to be amazing. He talks about his process, how he thinks about, I mean, from the very basics to, to big themes. Um, and it's very inspiring. And of course he writes it. So it, it flows, it's got great stories, but on writing is way up there in terms of having an impact on me, uh, mostly from, a you know, writing my own books perspective. Yeah, no, that's actually, you know, I just wrote that down. I'm going to, uh, definitely, uh, get that one. How about that? You're ready. This is good for me. This is a very selfish, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. podcast edition. Uh, yeah, you know, for me, nonfiction. As, as I look through the list, um, there's several like history books that I've got, that read either a while back or like 1776 and, and and a few others that 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 I like. But I realize a lot of my nonfiction is is really business books as well yeah, too, right. including like Steve Jobs's you know biography, <laughs> yeah. which I guess would still be con- I guess it's still considered. Business. I would call it nonfiction. Yeah. Oh, if it's nonfiction, yeah. I mean, I just a good biography like that. I just love, and and it's been a while since I have a good one. But I used to, and I can't remember any names. I get into this whole aspect of, um, of like uh, Stephen King's writing book, and and I used to read like books on production and movie making and all that. Because I just got fascinated by that process in the same spirit of writing. Um, I, I can't even remember what they were, but I used to kind of get into those uh, kind of yeah. production books as well. So for me, um, one of those that that's sort of a blend um, is Moneyball. And yes. um, look, it's no it's no secret that I'm not the world's biggest baseball fan. Um, <laughs> I, I think I told you this, but like when I first took my eight and when they were eight and ten, my my boys to a baseball game. We got there early. We saw you know the warm up and stuff. Uh, game started, and about the third inning, my my ten year old said, "Hey, Dad, when's the game gonna start?" <laughs> we were we were in the third inning, um, so oh, it's man. not the world's most exciting game, in my opinion. But Moneyball is one of my absolute favorite books, and it actually I think had an, a big impact on me from a business perspective because it really has you think 
about you know what what are, what are the things that you're doing your business is doing your industry is doing that are just the way it was or less relying on data more relying on hunches and well that's what this person should seem like and so i've read moneyball multiple times and um i absolutely love it michael lewis is the author yeah no money, money, uh, yeah i forget about that moneyball is great but in terms of the book and also the of course the movie mm-hmm. as well too but um and that that reminds me too one book that i um that i guess that i guess you could call it business but it's i guess in the same spirit of moneyball soccernomics so think about moneyball for soccer okay and um and one of my kids was totally into the sport uh you know um i read it as well too but it's a great but if you're into soccer and you like moneyball it's, it's a must do and what I love about that is really talk about the global aspect of the business model and getting into the breakdowns in terms of what sort of corner kicks create a better yield on producing a score and then gets into the economics of the, of the sport. So actually, I, I kind of geeked out on that one too. I love that one. Love that. I love that. And perfect that you have soccernomics. Yeah, of course. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I have three business books that are at the very very top of my list. Um, the first is. Um, all Patrick Lencioni books, um, pretty much I, I love. Um, but Five Dysfunctions of a Team is uh, my absolute favorite. Did you ever read that one? I did. I've not. <clears throat> yeah. Um, <clears throat> I recommend that to so many people, um, whether you're running a company or managing a team or on a team. I think that one's fantastic. Um, the second book is Great by Choice by Jim Jim Collins. Um, his um, Good to Great and Built to Last are yeah. more popular but great by choice. I just had my leadership team read it this year. Um, I found that one to be most relevant to me and what I'm trying to do. Um, and then the third is um, the great game of business, which we've talked about. But in terms of running a company, um, it has it has taught me um, the most about how to run a disciplined, results-driven, <clears throat> we're all in this together type of business. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I'm, again, I'm going to go out there for the world, for all our friends who've written books, We've exclu- yes, of course. excluded you. If I ever really, because all of a sudden, I'm, all these <laughs> other books, like all these other titles, of people I wasn't even thinking about, coming to coming to the top of my mind as they start sending me hate mail. But you know, it's interesting in terms of the type of business books, and I guess some you could say maybe aren't business books. They really are. Um, they, they're more just general nonfiction as well. And maybe I could have mentioned it before, but I'm a huge fan of all the the Mal- Malcolm Gladwell um, yeah. books. Yep. And, you know, like Outliers, um, actually brought right. it out here, so I didn't get it wrong. And, and they had this whole series with Blink and Tipping Point and just getting to the psychology of um, you know, how people think or, 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 or just, you know, the, how yeah. randomness is power, all, all those elements. I'm a big fan of those, and which probably is no surprise to you. Um, um, you know, the original, uh, the Adam Grant originals, which, you know, it really sp- spoke to me. And how could I not like a book where, of course, Adam Grant's a great writer and, of course, great columnist. But when, you know, the subtitle is How Nonconformists Move the World. Yeah. And so yeah. as um, and, and by the way, um, I think I, I didn't mention it before, but I've actually backed off on a lot of business books because as I start writing or as I've been writing this book or getting ideas for it, I think you and I have talked about it offline before. I get some so worried, but I don't want to inadvertently capture an idea to, you know, mm-hmm. I, I just want to try to create my own original stream of thought. So I've actually backed off, but these are, these are pretty powerful and really kind of in line. And then, and then there's one book that um, um, I read a little while ago and I got a chance to meet the guy, but this is a perfect blend of my passion for, you know, disruption and innovation and creativity and also movie business. 
So Ed Catmull, who's a former president of Pixar and or Creativity Inc. Yeah, Creativity Inc. It's amazing. And I got to meet him at a Fast Company event uh, some years back. Um, in fact, I think it was the f- event that I actually uh, first met Tristan Walker at uh, many years yeah. ago in San Francisco. And I just and I just it, it I talk so much about how movie making is. There's so much aspects of that collision of the creative forces with pragmatic business forces to create some great output. And he does an incredible job with, of course, using stories that people know so well of movie making and how to drive that creative uh, force within your business. So I, so I love that book and, and just that whole story in general. That's a fantastic, fantastic one. And then I have to mention, since you said that, thinking about this year, like I think Bob Iger's The Right of a Lifetime yeah. might yeah, be. I have, to read, I have to read that one. It's It might be my, and I actually listened to it. Um, so Audible for me on that okay. one. Um, f- such an amazing story of Disney and, and what they did there. Um, so yeah, no, look, I just wanted to chat for a few about some books that you, you know we're reading. Perhaps we'll do podcasts at one point. You know, I'm totally aware that uh, many people, I think yourself included, get content from all sorts of places, right? I have a, yeah. one of my friends who doesn't read many books, um, but he he likes long form articles, and I find it much harder to get into a long form article. I want to see yeah. a headline and then maybe a couple paragraphs, move on to the next thing. So I think different strokes, um, but I, I was uh, curious to hear some of the books. And, that and, and as you mentioned, podcasting is such a massive consumption, you know, yep. aspect as well too. But totally different, totally different. The depth of the book you can never replicate in any of those other forums. Yeah. Well, good. Well, Jeff, well, that, no, Jeff, I think this is great. I, mean, I actually, this is good. As much as we talk all the time, I actually got some, some cool uh, ideas for some, some things to put on my list of hopefully books that won't just sit on my shelf or in my queue on my phone. And that's what I need to do is start replacing some of them, my podcast with some of the books, but, but this is good and helpful. And, and by the way, as you hear this for everyone, um, you know, put in the comments, what are your favorite books, whether it's fiction uh, nonfiction or business books or, you know, all the above. And, and let's have some discussions and, and frankly, give us some ideas. What else could we read? I think Jeff has read everything in the library of Congress right now. So he needs help. Tell him what he hasn't read yet. And for me, I'm just starting. So anyways, uh, so Jeff, uh, another good discussion. Um, we, uh, of course, encourage everybody to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform or on YouTube and ideally both. And we look forward to seeing you again every week here on the Jeff and Alex podcast.